Welcome to Flighty Thoughts, meaningful conversations over a flight of beer. I'm one of your hosts, Bevel, and I'm not joined by David today, unfortunately, because we're at a beautiful place. We're at Bubba Brews, uh, as you see out here on beautiful Lake Hamilton in Hot Springs, Arkansas. We got some chicken wings. I got some crawfish tails and uh, have a, a, I think you're like number eight, nine or ten of new or, or friends that I know that are named Matt. There's okay. just so many of y'all. Y'all just keep piling it's, it's up. It's a good name. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. That, uh, that's why I go by my last name, Bevel, because there are a lot of Jonathans oh, in okay. this world. So, um, well, yeah, we are drinking every one of their winter brews and we're trying the Skull Crusher IPA. So if Bubba Brews and Lake Hamilton, check them out if you want. Uh, I've been excited to talk to you for a while. Um, I, I know I joked with you once. I saw you at a, a, low, a high school football game, and uh, I jokingly said I've been fanboying boying a little bit. You know, <laughs> yeah, I remember you're that. probably yeah. like, who is this guy? It's kind of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> but uh, you are Matt Knight, and uh, you have owned for – has that been a year or two, Nightfire Barbecue? No, I've been uh, – this is year five, actually. Year five? Yeah, yeah, this is year five. Uh, we've had the food truck for – for four years, um, yeah, year five, it's yeah, flown wow. by, yeah. That's amazing. And what, you know, I've been thinking about what has drawn you to making barbecue. I mean, did you have family members that did it, or did you just always like cooking? Um, well, um, actually, you know, I didn't have a passion for this. I just did a, a, a interview with, uh, with Arkansas Times about this, and the guy was kind of surprised by it. Like, I didn't... Um, I didn't have a passion for this at all. It, it really was it just I wanted to learn how to do barbecue. Hmm. And this started probably around 12, 13 years ago. Um, and I just wanted a hobby. And um, I was farming at the time. And this was just a, you know, hey, let's, I'll just try to, try to do this, you know, yeah. uh, just for fun. Just because I wanted to eat really good food. I'm a big guy. I love to eat. And uh, it just... Got st- we got started. I made a lot of terrible barbecue at first, uh, which a lot of people go through that. And next thing I know, it's can you do a catering job for me, or can you, you know, can you supply meat for this event or whatever? And then it got hooked up with the right people, and to the point was like we have to quit doing this, you know, at, without a without a truck, without a food truck, or without you know the proper you know kitchen equipment and all that stuff. So mm. and that's when the food truck was was ordered. We got that and um and been doing it for the last four years. Like, at first it was part time. <clears throat> Excuse me, it was part time, and um, it just grew to the point where I was making more money doing that part time than I was at my full time job, and in 2019 april of 2019 i went full-time with it and i've been doing it ever since and and it's yeah it's a full-time job even though i'm only open so many days a week which is usually like thursday friday and saturday it's still a full-time job yeah it's it's a lot of hours uh, a lot of ordering a lot of prep work it's a lot had, had you always had the app like that's always impressed me that you have an app where you can order and just show up no that was a that was a last year thing we, we got that there's some friends of mine in in Cersei that have uh had this app made for their business um and i thought we would try it out and it worked it worked worked pretty good it's actually been been really good 
as far as some of the growth, you know, uh, a lot of people don't want to, a lot of people just want to use an app and they, um, they or, or just want to use their phone to order something. So right. we thought we would just kind of connect in with that and it worked out really good, actually. Well, I'll have to say, I think I only ordered with the app. I mean, I might have okay. ordered once calling in. Calling in, yeah. But once I found out y'all had an app, I was like, oh, it's so easy, especially yeah. when you can put in there your pickup time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will say one thing, though, is it is confusing because it's almost like three, I, I know at least three times I've gone mm-hmm. and I don't want to be a jerk. And be like, oh, I had an online order, excuse me, and go up to the window. Uh, so I end up just staying in line. Well, that, and you know, and that's something that we really don't. Well, I know how to fix that is hire more people and, and, and have, you know, those people assigned for those people that come up with app orders. But when you're working out of a food truck and you're yeah. already cramped, it's really not possible. Yeah, for sure. Maybe at the new place it'll be. Um, It'll be something we can do or, you know, if you've got an order. And I'm a big believer in not making people's food way in advance. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really like to make the food until I see that person because yeah. I want to hand it to them at the peak of freshness, the, the you know, all that stuff. And right I, temperature, I, I, all that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to have I hand them like a, a sandwich and it's been sitting there for 30 minutes uh, yeah. because we do have some people that say they're going to be there at this time and then they don't you know yeah. they'll show up late and I just don't want to I don't want to give them bad product um, you know you're paying you know quite a bit of money for for meat for barbecue you want to you want to get the best you can and which is tough sometimes but well, especially yeah. with prices going up now it's crazy oh uh, we don't need to talk about that <laughs> well get, let, let me talk about your product actually <laughs> because I have thought about this recently. I told a friend, I said, why would I drive to Memphis for barbecue? As good as the barbecue places are out there when I could go to Searcy. I mean, I love your barbecue. Um, I think I have tried multiple sandwiches that you make. Uh, I've had the ribs before. Ribs are great. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the thing that most surprised me is the jalapeno cheddar sausage. sausage Usually yeah. when you get cheddar sausage, it melts out or something i don't know yeah. what what you call that but yours tastes it has an equal amount of spice and and cheddar it's just perfect yeah it, it's uh it's really good sauce a lot of people like it um it's um yeah it's a it's a big seller and just about all of it's done done really good but the sausage yeah we're gonna even have more um at the new place um we're gonna have different different kinds and all that so we're we're fixing yeah i'm fixing just not get any sleep this the rest of the year mm. when we get open <laughs> um that's pretty much what it's going to boil down to um how many days are you are going to keep a same schedule yeah we're going to i'm going to start off with the same schedule thursday friday and, and saturday and if the demand is there for more then i will you know expand into wednesday and maybe even expand the hours on the days you know thursday friday and saturday just trying to it's, you know, with barbecue, it's it's so, this is, it's not like a normal restaurant where you can, all your food is sitting there and you just have to cook it to order. Like, yeah. this is all cooked in advance and you're just hoping people show up. That's basically what it boils down to. And when you're out, you're out. You can't just turn a switch and in 30 minutes you've got a brisket cooked. It's just not how this works. Right. So, it's a lot of guessing on my part and I have basically come to the conclusion that i can't figure out the public at all one <laughs> one week they 
they want it and we maybe not have as much of it or then and then like the next week we'll do more and then they won't it's just back and forth so i've just basically have to guess and kind of come up with uh with an amount that i feel comfortable with uh if i if we don't you know have a great week or we do have a great week you know uh, what I think we're going to do, and most of the time we're usually sold out by three o'clock, three thirty. Uh, sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes it ta- it's 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 even faster. Um, we've you know sold out by one o'clock before, uh, which is great. But if I'd have known we had had that good a day, we would have we'd have done more. You know, right? Um, and that's what I've I've tried to stress people with the app and with pre-orders is that really helps me determine how much to cook for that next day or. Um, for that day and if we if we know we're going to be able to do have all these other orders gone you know it's hard when you have somebody walk up and they say hey i'll take 10 pounds of pork or i'll take six pounds of brisket and then you you you've eaten up uh you know some of your some of your product for that day which i mean i'm not going to tell these people no but if i knew they were coming we would have done more you know that kind of stuff and that's that's one thing i've I've actually struggled with uh where we are is getting people to 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 do that you know um just one of the things you know to just deal with i wonder if there are certain items that on the app you could put need to needs to be ordered by this day or something you know probably um it probably yeah we can we can probably come up with something like that and it's like I said, it's just, it's hard to figure out what to do a lot of the times. we I mean, I've been doing this for, this is my fifth year now doing this, and I still don't have it figured out. Yeah. It's like, as soon as we think we do, there's something that'll change, and like we just, like now we're dealing with high prices. Yeah. So we're backing off uh, how much beef we buy, and ultimately that means that people just aren't going to spend, it's like we're charging, I'm charging $27 for a pound of brisket right now. And it's, it's prime. Uh, brisket it's the best brisket you can get um, for I mean it's not Wagyu by any means but it's um, it's uh, it's prime Creekstone brisket same stuff that Aaron Franklin's using mm. and um, it's expensive like very expensive so we and by the time we get you know done cooking it and and, um, and serving it we've done lost 50% of that brisket you know so um, that's why we have to charge what we have to charge but I, if prices were obviously cheaper we, we get those people now that'll buy a pound of brisket and they're that's all they'll want though yeah. like we used to get it where people would buy more uh you know more pounds they'd buy two or three pounds when it was 21 22 a pound they didn't mind buying another pound of it but now it's, with high prices that's what we're dealing with yeah they're feeling that sting just as you are beforehand yeah yeah, yeah it's um yeah well i was dri- i was driving down here thinking about you know, it's always funny. Any profession, you ask somebody, what's your typical day look like? And uh, I, I know that you usually are posting pictures of it's a beautiful morning at like four in the morning. Yeah. So what what does it look like behind the scenes in terms of prepping? Oh, gosh. Um, there's a lot of a lot of steps you're doing. Most of the time you're doing this with no sleep. Uh, so that that you, you learn to drink coffee. <laughs> you learn. You learn to, I, sometimes I live off of um, energy drinks and, and coffee too much, but um, there's a lot of steps. Most of the time, it's pretty much you know every day the same stuff. You know, by this time you have to have this done and all that. We, so uh, there's a lot of steps, and it, it's chaos up to the point where we're open. And then you know I have a, a crew that 
you know, that works for me. And they come in and they, they help me, you know, do all the stuff. So I get a little bit of a break. But, I mean, it's always still the next day. But you're uh, still in the truck. I mean, I've been there before. And you would be like, hey, appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah, I, I can't leave. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I say I can't leave. I, I have have been able to run up town and do some things and come back but um yeah it's it's it never ends because most of the time i had been up since two that morning and i'll go all the way all day long into that afternoon and then i still have to go get stuff from right, for the next day for the next day so there's a lot of times i don't get back home until about eight that night and then you know get something to eat get some um get cleaned up and then most of the time it's 9 nine thirty, and then i'm back in bed and then i have to get right back up at two you do that for several days and by by saturday you feel like a you know like you're dead and like you're a zombie basically yeah. so well but it's I, good though i will say um i'm always amazed to see you post in uh you're driving up to Heber Springs or somewhere else, or do you hike as well oh my gosh yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah hiking um <laughs> I've been known as the barbecue guy and the guy to ask about hiking. Uh, um, yeah, hiking. Well, I am a hiking virgin, so I've got questions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, hiking, and I don't mean the the way this sounds. Is it you know sounds kind of weird, but hiking really did contribute to to like changing me, like saving my life in a lot of ways. Um, you know, a couple years, been a couple years, been some good times, been some really, really bad times. And I feel like hiking really, really, really helped me. Um, I don't, I just, I know it's probably weird to say this, but like, I really did find myself out on these trails. And, uh, so I just go all the time. It's good for my mental health. When you've had a crazy busy week and you lost a lot of sleep and, you're physically exhausted you really don't want to do anything but sleep but i feel like i have to be up moving um because if i sit down i'm there so i'll get up and i'll go i'll go hiking for like on a sunday or monday or whatever especially on a monday because there's hardly anybody on the trails on mondays (laughs) um which is good because i go out there and i i just get my mental health right um i'm a big believer in um, you got to put yourself first. Um, get your get your mind right. Uh, it helps me get through the week. Uh, it's a big it's a big deal. So I I um, I go all the time um, if I can if I can get away. I'm uh, that's where I'll be. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, number eight, nine, or ten. You remind me a lot of Matt, number two or three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm kind of sad. David's not here. Date so. I have three friends that have helped me get into hiking and, and my other friend named Matt is helping me getting into um, hiking and camping. Next week we're going up to, gosh, it's north of uh, Mountain View. I forget the name of it. Okay. Anyway, um, it's about 21 mile hike or so. We're going to do it in like overnight, uh, hike some one day, hike some the next. And um, it, it's funny, I went over to his house yesterday. He's like, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have that? I'm like... <laughs> Oh man, I already feel broke from purchasing so many things, um, and he has multiples uh, of things that he uses. So, <clears throat> so David, our co-host Matt, and then my other friend Jacob, who we, we've had on as a guest before, um, they've teased me because it's almost been like throwing myself into the deep end. So the first time uh, I went 
camping. I bought one of those A-frame tents. I don't know why. I just like the style of it. It's not as easy that's getting what you in say, and out. That's what you see on TV. That's right, what right. you're supposed to buy. Although, know? if you're getting of a certain age, it's not as easy getting in and out. But I no. still like it. Um, so anyway, we were coming down to Hot Springs to go camping. And David texted me the night before. He said, uh, you sure still want to do this? It's going to be uh, around freezing. I'm like, let's do it. Might as well. You know, uh, I'm going to learn some things the hard way. I just know that's going to be part of it. So... It was cold. Uh, I yeah. melted some shoes I had from putting them on the fire ring. <laughs> awesome, yeah. And it snowed before we went to bed. Um, but it was a blast. Like we, we actually recorded an episode out there, drank some beers, oh, wow, yeah. went hiking the next morning. It was it was a blast. So, yeah. Yeah, I could see how it restores your soul. And after a crazy busy week, you get out there and you're able to just breathe and to yeah, and experience think, so much yeah. more. Yeah, yeah I, a lot of the, the biggest decisions I've made in the last two years – were made out out there, out, out, the, out on the trails. Um, there's a lot of places uh, that I never even knew existed uh, in Arkansas, and uh, I found them. You know, like there's an app that you can download it's called All Trails. I know most people that go hiking know about it. It's a wonderful app for uh, for hikers uh, that want to get out and just experience the outdoors. Um, it's therapeutic in a in a big way to me. And a lot of people don't get that. And there's some people that do. Uh, usually the people that have gone through uh, some life-changing experiences understand what I mean by that. Um, it's just been it's been wonderful. Uh, I've hit a lot of trails in Arkansas. I mean, last year alone, last year and then in 2020, I mean, 2020 I probably logged in golly, probably six, 7,000 miles wow. of trails. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of trails, um, a lot of eight, nine, ten mile uh, out and back trails. Uh, just and some of them I did repeatedly because they're just so beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them you don't, people don't even know that they're, and you just go out there and especially you know you bring yourself something to drink, something to eat, you know. And, and it's even better if you've got uh, a little bit of cell signal, you can, you know, <laughs> you can you can do some live streaming out there and, and stuff like that. And it's just. Um, it's just wonderful for me. It's 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 something I, th- I feel like I'm going to do forever, and it's pretty, I mean it's cheap. I mean you're paying for fuel, right? Um, to me, it's a whole lot better than going shopping or going do uh, do anything like that. It's just it's really good. Yeah, really really good. That's awesome. We were talking before we started recording about how uh, you and I are both deaf, but probably for different reasons. <laughs> Uh, mine's because of music. Yours is from farming when you were younger. Yeah. Um, what music do you like? I, I've been thinking about that. Um, I love, absolutely love um, the not mainstream uh, country music. Um, I think they call it like indie country or, or something like that. Um, that's what I what I jam out to. It's, I've got, you know, a dozen artists that I listen to now and, a lot of them will speak, you know, they're just not, they're not your pop country that you hear on the radio that yeah. I can't listen to at all. Um, most of the time it's that, or I'll listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, uh, a lot of uh, Jordan Peterson, um, Sean Wallen is another one I listen to. Just stuff like, people just talking like, right, people, yeah. yeah, people that talk about their business what they're where they are with their businesses and stuff like that yeah yeah i actually was listening to uh jordan peterson's most recent one on the way down here yeah uh joe rogan who did he have on recently uh 
Akash or whatever. He's pretty interesting. The um, comedian that rolls with uh, Andrew Schultz. Yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, listened to that one, but I did see that it was on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a big Jordan Peterson fan. I think the, the man is just brilliant. Um, and he's he's very emotional about what he speaks about. Right. And I you could see it in his face when he when he's getting very emotional about something. He actually you can tell he cares, yeah. you know, about what he's what he believes in. And there's not a lot of that going on. It seems like anymore uh, everything More seems to be centered. More going around these days are like my feelings. Yeah, my feelings. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. It's um, that stuff has been just been really really good. Too. I've been following this uh, trucker convoy in yeah. Canada. And it's interesting because the people I follow, some, some are Jordan Peterson, Viva Fry, some other folks. Um, they talk about, you know, if we have, at, just as people or as a society, this thing where we follow what our feelings are in the moment, we end up, we end up coming across as though we really have no values or any principles in our life. And we just are blown away, you know, kind of get maybe... Uh, put my pastoral hat on here we kind of like uh in ecclesiastes we're blown with the wind with these different things yeah. and we have less meaning in our lives and yeah. so wanting to tear down sort of the the structure of what is um it isn't really helpful instead it's more of let's figure out how to do this better yeah it's it's really sad that this this is what it's come to it's come to a whole bunch of people coming together to protest something that they don't feel like should be pushed upon them and that's exactly what it is it's it's government doing their overreach there's a lot of that going on nowadays but it's sad that this is this is what it's come to that the people are coming together and saying you know we've had enough it's great don't get me wrong i'm i'm glad for it but to me it's like it shouldn't even it should never have gotten to this point yeah up there and the government's kind of they're sticking to their guns on some of this stuff, and it's going to get pretty ugly up there. It's already starting to get ugly. The thing but. that made me mad and realize if I lived in Canada, I would not like uh, Trudeau's track record is when you ask someone a question, you expect them to answer it as though they listen to your question yes. and actually want to answer it. I mean, he was asked a question, and he goes off on – I mean, he, said, he, belie- he believes what he's saying – but you're just you, you kind of want to be like follow up. You didn't answer my question. Do you want to try that again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, I'm a big believer that um, that people that that government obviously should not be overreaching like they are. But I'm, I don't I do not believe that is the way to get if you want to get through to people. You, forcing them is obviously not the answer. Right. I don't see how that's going to be because. I don't like to be forced to do things. You know, I like to be able to make up my own mind and be like, okay, this is what yeah, I want to do. Yeah, who does? Who's like, um, could you please give me more uh, restrictions in my life? I would yeah. love that, actually. Yeah. Because, well, I see it as, and history will tell you that, um, I see it as it's it's you give the government an inch, they're going to take a mile, two miles, three miles, whatever it takes, that old saying, you know. And I do believe that it, it's just the start to more things to come. It's just like, well, they got away with this, and then a year or two, something else will happen, and they'll try to reach a little bit further. And it's never-ending never ending, uh, you know, pursuit that the government has um, when, you know, they basically work for us. And the only way to solve that is to vote those people out. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen much, but um, that's where we're staying at, you know. 
I just want people to be happy to not watch the news so much. I mean, it's it's got to be exhausting. There's a lot of people on social media that will will go absolutely nuts about something that the government did or didn't do, and it's they're it, they're absolutely still in their happiness. Um, yeah. And I, I've seen it before, um, and I just I don't have the I don't have the time for it. Yeah. Have you heard of Breaking Points? Okay, so if you go on YouTube, it's a, a channel Breaking Points. And I love their model because it's a, a liberal and a conservative. Okay, yeah. And they cut through a lot of the BS talking points that's just for either party. Okay. And they are able to hold each other accountable. Like, okay, I see your point a little bit, but consider how this reads to the other portion that you're kind of leaving out and what you're saying. Right, yeah. Uh, and so a lot of what they focus on as well is um, not just demonizing people because they don't do that really. But really putting it back on politicians to be honest about what they're actually saying and doing, um, as well as how this affects a majority of Americans. And so I, I think that their work has been great. Right. They've been on Rogan before, too. Okay, so I don't know breaking point. Who's yeah. the... Uh, Crystal and Sager. I'm sorry, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll look them up. And that's a whole other issue where people are looking at various forms of... Uh, news outlets instead yeah. of the main trusted ones because that has become more opinion, more emotional, and that's on yeah. both sides, really. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Demonizing all that stuff. Yeah, uh, that, and that's the reason why Joe Rogan is so popular right now. That's why he's, I mean, he's killing it compared to your your CNN. Now, Fox News has done pretty good still; their ratings are still good, but CNN is falling apart. Mm. Um, and and Joe Rogan, I mean, he's. He's just giving his opinion, or his guests are giving their opinion. It's not um, 100% true, or it's not uh, it's maybe his views. You know, that's what he views. That's mm. what he, he thinks is right. We start, we start you know, stopping people from, from having opinions and, and, and all that. We're really going down a bad road. Right yeah, there. When you start censoring speech and... Yeah. Uh, your 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 First Amendment right and all that stuff. It's it's going to get really really bad. I don't know, and I don't know what the answer is to that. It's the the media. Well, people just got to learn to turn the media off, um, live their lives, and uh, perhaps they should go hiking. Maybe they should go. That hiking. would be a, a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> you know, and that you know, yes. I, I mean, I went through some like some pretty traumatic stuff in the last couple of years, which led to me going to hiking. But also, COVID uh, pushed a lot of people out to get out in the woods and, and to not sit at home. Uh, that hurt uh, this country a lot by people just being on lockdown. And, and then a lot of people just not wanting to get out and go do anything. Uh, but I, I just couldn't do that. Like I had to get out and go do something. And what, what could you do? You couldn't hardly do anything else. Yeah. You couldn't, you know, a lot of places were shut down. So hiking, that's, and that just pushed me into doing that. Um, yeah. And turn the media off. I've learned to, to not uh, get emotionally involved in, in elections <laughs> and, and all that stuff because um, it's just not going to do you any good. It's stealing your, your happiness from you uh, yeah. big time. My wife gets mad at me for a lot of things usually, mm-hmm. and maybe rightfully so, but there have been times where I talk to my daughters, one's eight, one just turned 11, about some serious things. Yeah. And so some of it is like, nah, trying to gauge, like maybe they're not at that age yet ready to talk about this, but there've been some either political or some values that I have about things that 
for the most part, I try to just present to them, this is what some people say, this is what other people say, I want you to decide for yourself. Right. But there are some things where I've said, I'm telling you what I believe about this so that you understand me. And one of the biggest things for me, and I probably would get a lot of pushback, uh, maybe, I don't know, about this is, if I really am a follower of Christ, mm -hmm. I would care more about the kingdom of God than I do about America's government and who gets elected. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that all does affect my life. But if living into the kingdom of God isn't affecting my life more than that, then that's a problem with me. Mm. And uh, so it's, it's interesting because, you know, we were kind of joking beforehand about our upbringing, about religion and whatnot and how life experiences shape and change some of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a lot of jokes uh, about like the difference between a Baptist and a Methodist. And whatnot. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. so, so, some folks, it's almost like, they, they think as a Methodist, I'm going to hell, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, can we have a more nuanced conversation about these things? And is that really a salvation issue? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I told you, I grew up in a very old school, uh, well, Methodist and Baptist. I grew up in both of them. Mm. Um, and uh, yes, I would say that the Baptists uh, are more strict, uh, more, I don't want to say hardcore, but for me, it would seem like they were more hardcore about yeah. things. Um yeah, I think God just wants us to be happy. Uh, and if, you know, drinking a, a beer and having some uh, some shrimp and some Rocky Mountain oysters, I think that's I think that's 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 what life's all about right there. And talking about past experiences and and it just I like to explain to people that they have to they really need to quit worrying about all the things that they can't control. Yeah. Worry about the things you can't control. Quit worrying about things you can't control. And just learn to be happy. Learn to be happy and love what you do. Because if you don't love what you do, you're miserable. Your life is going to be miserable. Yeah. Um, it took till my mid to late 30s to figure that out. Um, but I'm glad I did. Um, yeah. Would you have ever thought, you know, years down the road before this that you'd be doing barbecue full-time no no absolutely <laughs> not uh i mean i've always loved food my, my mother was a uh, unbelievable uh cook and she always did wonderful meals i mean she was just really good she could have had her own place her own restaurant wow. and all that stuff and i didn't pay attention to any of it <laughs> i just knew it tasted good yeah um you know, stuff like that. But as I've gotten older, uh, I've come to appreciate all of that so much more. Uh, now, my, now w with barbecue, now my grandfather on my dad's side uh, would do a whole hog every 4th of July. Ooh. And uh, I do remember that when I was a child, that that was really cool. And um, so if, if there's any kind of, you know, family you know, connection, that would be, that would be it. That would, that would be only it, um, would be, you know, remembering my grandpa doing that kind of stuff. You That's know? awesome. Yeah. So I'm keeping that going, I guess. Uh, it's been really good. Yeah. Have you ever seen, uh, these people that make, uh, grills, um, or smokers out of filing cabinets? What do you think about oh, that? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if it works for you, if it makes you happy, then that's great. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big believer in uh, what I call you know stick burners, which is off, in, in offsets uh, smokers. I do believe that is the the way to do it. 
at least for me, that's the way to do it. I, yeah. And everything else is just kind of, eh, you know, as <laughs> if you want to do it that way, that's fine. I'm not a big believer in electric stuff or pellet smokers or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's good for, uh, for backyard use, you know, but yeah. you can't do it on a, on a scale that, that I am doing or my friends are doing it, uh, that own restaurants and stuff. You just can't do that kind of volume. Um, and it, to me, it means more that I have to sit there and watch that fire, that fire, and, and and throw a log on every forty five minutes. You know, that's the that's to me, it means more. You know, you're more focused on it. It's a, it, it it creates probably a better product. Well, really to me, it. it's appreciation. Like I appreciate at the end of the day, like wow, I just put in a ton of hours and uh, a lot of work, and I had you know a ton of people come up to me and tell me this was absolutely fantastic you know that's that's where my appreciation comes from that keeps me going i guess you could say yeah um because there's been a lot of times i've wanted to quit um i think everybody that has a business probably goes through that like this isn't gonna work you know i'm killing myself i'm not making any money um you know and it's costing me a fortune um i've had lots of days that i wanted to say nope i'm just gonna go back to the working for somebody else and those days, um, I'm glad I got through it and realized that I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to go back to work for anybody else um, ever again. Um, well, uh, opening the brick and mortar shop is is probably more of a risk in some ways. Uh, what what brought you to that? Um, well, it, yes, it is a you know it's risky. Everything's risky in life, um, but opening up a, a building to me is going to actually expand our menu things I've been wanting to do. Uh, and I mean, you've been, I've been in a food truck for four years. I've been, <laughs> I make a joke about it. Like I've been rubbing butts with people for four <laughs> years. Uh, and I'm just sick and tired of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we, I decided that I wanted to get out of the food truck. We just didn't have the room. Like we outgrew that food truck a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, that's what I had. So I had to, I had to just keep going it, going at it. Um, but moving into a building is going to, especially the lo- where the location is there in Cersei on Main Street, it's really going to help us grow. We, we'll get so many more eyeballs on that on that place than we did at the food truck just because of where the location was and all that. And ultimately, I do believe the food is actually going to get better. Um, well, y'all's location that, is great. Yeah. it's. I mean, a lot of people are worried about the parking there, but we've got... We've got tons of parking. We've got a church right next door that's already come over and said, you park all you want over here. They've got tons over there. Uh, and we've also got a, a few more buildings right there close by. And there's a park right across the street. So we're going to have lots of lots of parking. Um, so we'll, we'll be we'll be fine on that part. And, you know, the building, it's small. It's a lot bigger than the food truck, but it's still a small building. Um, but the inside turned out really, really nice um, on that part. I'm excited. Yeah. Do you have any I'm, other big hopes or dreams? What's your five to ten year plan? No, I'm just <laughs> my five, I do have one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I do have a. I do have a. Well, probably a five year plan. I mean, where I'm at moving into now is not going to be the the end uh, product. Like I do want to get into a bigger building one of these days mm-hmm. to have a lot of inside seating and a lot of outside seating and stuff like that. And, and yeah, my end goal is to serve beer a hundred percent. Which I mean, Cersei has had some pushback on that yeah. over the years, uh, but now there's places that are selling uh, alcohol, beer, and I, I mean, I'm not a uh, hard liquor type person, but I love. 
beer and I love craft beer and that is something I desperately want to bring to Cersei. Cersei needs a brewery actually. Yeah. What it needs. I'm probably going to get some some <laughs> pushback on that, but um so I, I was talking to somebody recently that works in Brick and Forge in uh, Conway. Okay, yeah. And I, I am super shocked that there still is not a brewery in Conway. It, you're right, yeah. Gosh, for as expanding as they are, the amount of pull they would have in terms of different types of people that would be interested in that. I mean, you've got a uh, college there. You've got several people that are young, uh, entrepreneurs. Yeah. So many people. I, I would drive over there for a good brewery. You know? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there it's it's you know it's real trendy nowadays for for towns. I mean, Jacksonville's got a brewery. I've got a, um, a friend that's uh, owner in uh, Blade and Barrel there. I mm. mean, we we need something like that in Cersei. I mean, they're just they're great. I think they're great for the community, and um, there's nothing wrong with having a beer. Yeah. On a long day, <laughs> maybe even two of them. Uh, um. I don't know if you listened to one of our episodes. Uh, I was introduced to the shower beer concept. Never heard of that. Have you sure. heard of this? No, I've never heard of that. You literally, like after, I guess, cutting grass or working hard or some of that, you take a beer into the shower and enjoy it. Oh. And, uh, of course, I had a follow-up question from D- David. He's the one that introduced me. I was like, can you still enjoy it afterwards or do you have to, like, down it in the shower? He's like, man, do what you want. Sure. Do what you want, yeah. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> Something about those endorphins kicking, I suppose. Yeah. It's just like, ah. Uh, no, I, I think I have heard of that before, but I, to me it doesn't make a lot of sense because I'm not going to be in the shower that long. Right, uh, right. Uh, um, I'll be in there for five minutes. So I don't have time to drink a beer. I'd rather be on the couch or outside uh, for sure. Yeah. You know, drinking a beer. Or doing a podcast, so I sh- I, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to tease David. I bet you David's the type that he does a bath beer. Oh well, uh, just there's nothing wrong with that either. Bath, huh, David? Yeah. Drinking your beers. There's nothing wrong with taking your IPAs, a, a bath. Yeah, as long as you don't drown yourself. I have to tease him <laughs> while he's not here. You know. Um, well, I have enjoyed uh, getting to know you more. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we, we're moving to a buddy stage, not a fanboy stage. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, thanks for taking the time out. Um, what is your uh, new address, and when are y'all uh, going to open up, do you think? Uh, the new address is uh, 304 South Main Street in Searcy. Um, if everything goes right, we're still waiting on some equipment to come in. Um, hopefully, by the end of the month, th- the first week of March, we should be open. Okay. I'm hoping. Um, yeah, like I said, I got to get some money coming in instead of going out. That's been the, you know, been the way it is for the last two months. But yeah, hopefully by then we're we're rocking and rolling. It's probably not going to be a hundred percent complete. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, we got to get some some stuff coming, and I'm just ready to get 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 busy. You know? Yeah. I've got a, my phone rings every day. When you open it, yeah. Yeah, when you open, I've had people just walk in. We've I've had to start locking the door, uh, mm. so so people don't just walk in when we're when, you know, we're doing work in there. So and are stuff you still like doing that. catering right now or no? Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've had lots of people call, and I've had to tell them that we're so we're approved by the health department, but they've got to come by and like do the final sign off on right. it and everything. So that's going to be um, <clears throat> excuse me. That'll be. Um, Whatever. I mean, I've had to turn some catering jobs down because we, I didn't, you know, we're not approved fully by the health department yet, so I, d- I don't want to risk it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, it would be probably fine, but you know, without their approval, I don't want to, you know. Right. Yeah. For but sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's basically done on the inside except for one part, and we're supposed to get started on that next week. And once we get that done, I mean, we just got to get a few pieces of paper signed, and we'll be ready to 
to rock and roll. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited for y'all. I hope it goes well. I definitely will be a return customer multiple times. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking my wife would kill me if I ate your barbecue as much as I wanted to. It'd be be a problem, probably. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, I have not uh, drank as much uh, beer because I've enjoyed our conversation so much, but we're going to go and finish uh, drinking some of these beers. Honestly, I've only tried four of them, and they've been delicious. Um, I know one of the workers here has mentioned the Honey Wampus Cat. Uh, it's very delicious. Uh, of course, uh, you and I are similar in that we're both stout or, or darker oh, yeah. beers. Yeah. Uh, their Winter Hammer and their Imperial Red's really great. Um, so, hey, um, if, if you don't know this, we're on YouTube now. So if you want to see our beautiful or ugly faces, I don't know, uh, <laughs> go on YouTube, check us out. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. Follow us. Would would you please rate and review us as well? That helps get uh, more earballs on our uh, podcast. And until next time, y'all, uh, cheers.